0: So, my daughter Chloe is at home right now with COVID. Um, she had symptoms, actually. Sophia's also at home with COVID. She had no symptoms. Um, and I'm not saying this, this is the reason why, but uh, Sophia's boosted. No symptoms, but home in isolation, learning online or trying to again. That's silliness. COVID, uh, COVID. Chloe, my uh, 14-year-old, did not have the booster because she didn't qualify. Now, this just happened. Pfizer authorized the booster for kids as young as 12. Bam, she's in as soon as she can. But then you don't know um, what the effect COVID has on that, how long she has to wait. Here's why I'm so aggravated today. And Don Uly nailed it. That's why I love him you cannot in essence get the monoclonal antibodies you have to be pretty sick You have underlying conditions that was one of those things floated out there that hey man this will hook you up As soon as you feel symptoms get in here we'll hook you up how did I find out that they were dramatically short friends and family tried to get it and they were shut off the other thing that really aggravates me can't get a damn test So big government has had, what, two years now to get us tests. Come on, man. No, no, this really sucks that you can't get a test anywhere at any time. Aggravates me to no end. I saw some silly uh, big shot head of the Department of Education saying they have $15 billion for testing in schools. Where are the damn tests? On my way to work, MedExpress, packed, packed, high field care, packed, and that's just Green Tree Road. It's ignorant, man. And then, left dangling out there are the folks who have had it bad, and we're told because you have it, you have antibodies, so you're cool. Are you? Do you trust it? Do you trust it? Do you trust the the current, and I like to say the, the current information out there? I don't know, man. Why would you trust any data right now when this stuff changes every day? No one had any idea we'd have this many cases. No one. And here we are. And you can't get monoclonal antibodies, and you can't get tests. Nice. Nice play. Man. My friend Ryan who we were about to embark on a journey to find him a kidney. He's an amazing guy. Four of us got COVID, all vaccinated. Man. I was extremely sick due to my underlying conditions. Ryan in desperate need of a kidney. Went to Washington County for a test, took 24 hours to get back. Would have been nice to get a 15-minute test. This is the ridiculousness of this. It's a flat-out, disaster. I'm so annoyed. And in a precarious position are my close friends, uh, like Rob Kenya, who has been through COVID hell. I'm not exaggerating. He had it. He was in intensive care. His wife was told, say goodbye to your husband. His wife was in the hospital. His kids have had it. So now you would think, we're all cool, right? We've got antibodies because we had it. I don't know. I'd be freaked out. Rob Kenya joining me this morning. How are you, pal?
1: Good, Marty. How are you doing?
0: So, so, and I don't want to speak for you because you're the man, but there has to be a whole nother level of anxiety for you and your wife because how do you know what the truth is, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, 100%. Um, You know, the girls went back to school today. Um, I think – they were both a little bit nervous about going back to school, you know, just the, the, the sharp rise in cases. Um, and, uh, we were nervous about sending them. Um, there wasn't really an online option, uh, for today, uh, as you know, as there has been for so long, but, um, you know, we, we canceled our New Year's Eve dinner reservations right. decided, uh, you know, with all the spike in cases and I, I there's not, a family I know that doesn't have somebody with COVID right now. So we were thinking, man, we're going to go sit in a dining room full of strangers who may or may not have been, you know, behaving responsibly for the past week or so. It's just not worth it. So, you know, we picked up to go from that restaurant, brought it home, and uh, and stayed home for, for New Year's Eve.
0: But, but your situation is extraordinary. You know, by any doctor on earth, they would say, Hey man, Rob's cool. He nearly died, so his antibodies are through the roof. His wife's cool. She was real sick, so her antibodies are through the roof. But in this circumstance, my man, it's hard to trust that, right? I mean, it has to create anxiousness, has to, right? Yeah, there's definitely
1: uh, some anxiousness right right now. We were, my wife and I went to Giant Eagle yesterday. Uh, we hadn't really been out a lot, and we both wore our masks. And we were really surprised at the number of masks on people. I'd have to say, 90% of the shoppers had masks on, which, uh, which is significantly uh, different than just the just a week ago, even. So, um, yeah, there is. We're not, uh, you know, we're not going out. We're not doing things. We're we're kind of nervous about it. I don't trust. I'm super cynical with a lot of what I hear. Um, so, for me, I trust the doctors I speak directly yep. with, and that's who I follow, and that's what I'm doing. So,
0: but by the way, why wouldn't you be cynical? I am. I mean, your head spins all this crap, does it not? Masks don't no, work, masks I, are I worthless, mean, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. You know, you go to, you go somewhere, and there's a plastic shield between you and the cashier as if COVID can't go up below. <laughs> Or around a plastic shield or, you know, the people, half the people wearing masks don't wear them correctly, you you know, so it's, it's, it's just been a complete failure, I think, of government from the vaccine distribution through the inability to have, yeah, to have tests as if private industry wouldn't be producing 100 million of these things a day had they been given the green light just a few weeks ago. So, I'll listen to my doctors. I trust them. They're great. Uh, you know Dr. McIsaac. Yep. Uh, you've had him on the show. Amazing. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing what they say. They test my antibodies pretty regularly. They're through the roof still, thank goodness. So, um, you know, but, yeah, we're just going to be overly cautious, you, you know, while this um, this variant is wreaking havoc, and, uh, and, and that's pretty much all we can do.
0: Rob Kane, you're my man. Hang in there, brother. Thanks Thanks for being honest.
1: Stay healthy, buddy.
0: My son's godfather. Unbelievable guy. Think about it. Literally in intensive care, they told his wife, say goodbye to your husband. He's going to die. So even if the docs say, hey, Rob, you're cool, man. You got antibodies. How could you trust that? Honestly, and his poor wife, how could she trust it? I mean, this is nothing you can mess with, man. He could die. I found it astounding how many uh, businesses shut down for New Year's, ma'am. Um, restaurants and bars that make big chunks of cash it shut down. Uh, the variant. What happens is whether you think it's going to kill you or not. What happens is employee tests positive, calls the boss. The boss says you got to stay home. Well, then five employees call the boss, and again, not suggesting everybody's dying. But then the boss has to shut down. You saw what happened with airlines. Thousands and thousands of flights canceled. Why? Hey, boss, I tested positive. Stay home. <laughs> it's schools now. What was it? 14 Pittsburgh public schools. Going remote learning or trying to. They're not good at it. Why? The teachers have it. It's an astounding... Uh, tectonic shift in what's happened stuck in the middle are business owners trying to manage this madness and no one knows this better or does this better than my friend Mark Cerreo. Um I have been at Oakmont bakery several times recently they get it they manage it better than anyone I've ever seen but it ain't easy and I want to talk to him about that good morning sir how are you hey Marty good how are you Hey, for someone like you, man, it's like every day you get punched in the face. I mean, honestly.
2: Yes.
0: Right? That's exactly it, what it feels like. It's like, <laughs> Mark, it has to be what drowning feels like, right? Yep. What makes it unmanageable sometimes? Because this variant, right? No one knew that this was going to be this prevalent or this difficult to track down, right? Right. Like early December, we had zero cases right. for
2: quite a while, you know, zero at the bakery, and um, and then right after, and then right before Christmas, we had a couple people that tested positive, um, you know, and we of course immediately tell them not to come in for the quarantine period, uh, you know, and but then after Christmas, we had eight cases wow. all at the same time, out of 225 people. That's not really too too bad, so we were able to make it through. Uh, New Year's, you know, pretty easily. And um, now it seems that it, most people are back now, and we've only heard of one or two more cases after that. But it is very scary. It's, you know, we have a responsibility to protect the people, um, you know, that are working at the bakery and the customers that are coming in. So um, we don't take it. I, I bought 150 um, of the tests from Sam's um, a few months ago when they were easy to get. And um, so, if anybody even has a question, we give them a test, and you know, tell them to take the test, and um, you know, and it and they they seem to be pretty accurate. I mean, you know, probably 25% of the people um, that take them are positive, and um, the um, and then a lot of times they go get tested again, and it seems to be
0: accurate. Mark Soraya from Oakland Bakery. What I find aggravating as heck is that. The government says hey man this is on you because your your folks really if they tried today it'd be so hard to get this test this is part of yeah you what? can't get them that, running a business yeah. now you're supposed to be what a testing center too right exactly it's it's so unnerving and it's not the way I, told should... you,
2: I did i told you a crazy story um that you know i don't believe that we should be doing these things or right. responsible for it, but we have to be responsible as much as possible and um So the people that I have two people that normally do the tests at the bakery, and um, I did them on a few, you know, right before New Year's. Four people come up to me and said, "I I think I, you know, I have cold symptoms or whatever." They had masks on, and um, so I gave them the test, and every one of them was positive. And they, I said, you know, get your stuff, get out, clean up their area, (laughs) and all that, and um, and then we find out my son came in the next day. And saw the tests and they were all negative I as soon as I saw the red line on them or the red uh, die I immediately thought they were positive because I've never done them I wasn't really sure about them
0: but <laughs> so, hold on hold on um, let's be fair my man you were working 20 hour days so now you're also it, supposed absolutely. to be a, a testing center guru it's ridiculous yeah mark don't you think yeah, it's all crazy crazy don't, times don't you think mark that the government has failed us in that area
2: I don't know, Marty, I just
0: feel like I feel like we're in the
2: twilight zone right yep. now. It just it just still has as we have a very odd feeling. Um, yes. Yes. I mean, it has a very odd feeling just being in the world today, you it know, does. trying to run a business, trying to tell your like my kids are asking me, should we get um, vaccinated? You know, we're vaccinated. Right. But my, you know, my grandchildren and my younger children, I I'm not positive about that. Right. You know, I'm just not.
0: No, it's not easy, brother. I appreciate your honesty, yeah. man. And, and so, when you sent those folks home who weren't positive, did that screw up your business that day?
2: Yes, it was. I, I completely undermined the the whole production that day. Like I took, there were four very important key people that I sent home the day before New Year's Eve. Um, you know, so you know when I realized it, I was so mad at myself because I caused a lot of stress on a lot of people. You know, it was, and also these people were telling all their friends and family
0: that they're positive. <laughs> I hate to laugh, and, but and
2: they got tested and they were negative. You know, they got tested again; and they were negative.
0: So, whoever um, made that was... mistake, I would fire him. Oh, oh, oh!
2: I'm <laughs> sorry, brother.
0: So it's you, my man. <laughs> thank you, sir. Hey, thank you, Marty. It's my man. My friend Kiki Brown joins us. How are you, my friend? What's good in the hood?
3: Hey, Marty. Happy Monday. Happy New Year. So, Marty, we've all dreamed about being on the big screen, right? I know I had, we always wanted to be that big movie star, star on a TV show, getting that big break, making millions of dollars as a movie star. Well, Jay White wanted the same thing, but his dream was to be behind the camera and make more of those dreamers like me, or maybe you who look like us, those movie stars, right? So Jay White, is the founder of Jay White Digital Media, and he joins me this week for What's Good in Your Hood. Now, Jay started his own digital digital media company because he saw a void in the entertainment industry. And, Marty, we talked about this a few weeks ago. This entertainment industry is starting to make some change slowly, but at first it didn't include people of color as directors, producers, actors, cameramen, etc. And so he started Jay, digital, Jay White Digital Media for directing and producing and he's teaching young people how to direct and produce. And he started this at an early age. And he wanted to be that inspiration, that solution to this problem. He wants to help create the next Denzels, the next Violas, uh, the next late John Singletary. You know what I mean? And so what he's done is he's put together this company, and he is teaching those aspiring to become the next big Stars or the next big directors. And he's doing it at a fast pace and he's doing so well that a lot of the major production companies here in Pittsburgh that have been filming, they're actually contacting him to find extras and gaffers and staff people to help them produce their big. Uh, movies here in Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh is a big hub for a lot of the movies and, you know, entertainment pieces um, that come out on Netflix and things like that. So Jay White has an inspiring story that you cannot miss tomorrow on com. And you know what? And then the following week, Marty, I'm joined by Salone Bay, who is the founder of Credit Power LLC. This woman has such great energy. Just talking to her will boost your credit rating. Well, let's hope anyway. But next week, we're going to jump. I'm joined by Sloane. And she's going to talk about having positive credit power, learning about spending and building your credit score. And a lot of us in the African-American community don't even know what our credit score is and what it does and how important it is in order for us to be successful. And then, Marty, lastly, catch me this Saturday. I'm doing kind of a what's good weekend weekend. Right there at KDKA Radio Studios from 2 to 5. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to be in the studio and talking to you about the great things happening in Pittsburgh. So some awesome stories to look forward to and some new things to look forward to at KDKARadio.com.
0: Kiki, a couple questions. Yeah. So I have noticed, you'd have to be an idiot not to, um, Mm -hmm. a dramatic increase in the number of African-American actors I'm seeing on the big screen. On commercials, mm-hmm. on Netflix, mm-hmm. and more opportunity, even for you. Right. Is there concern, and I'm asking for your honesty here, mm-hmm. that this isn't just, hey, let's give everybody one shot and then everything goes back to the way it was? Is there some nervousness about that?
3: Yeah, I actually, um, I thought that, especially when watching like the Oscars or the Golden Globes, it's like, okay, this is going to be cute for a minute, but I think. We're going to go back to the way it was, and I'm hoping that, you know, those who have advocated for the change won't stop um, making the noise so that it's, it's, the change is more consistent. Because we have talented people in the African-American community, the Asian community, the LGBTQ plus community, and we shouldn't be ignored. We have just as much talent. We should be paid on the same scale. Uh, And we should be recognized the same way. So I do feel that I did feel that um, as well. I don't I don't want it to stop. So we can't stop advocating for that change. Yeah, I I agree with you on
0: that. And I'm not suggesting it's uh, systemic racism and then it's Mm -hmm. endemic. But what it's done, and I know you know this, it's made Mm. your average white man, the the men who have run this business for decades and decades, nervous. Would you not agree as well?
3: Yes, I do agree. I do agree. So don't be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution. Jump on, you know, jump on a bandwagon and say, yeah, I'm rooting for you, too. You see a lot of people just jump in and say, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's make the change and be that person to be passionate about it. Don't just stand back and watch it. You'll be you'll be left out.
0: Kiki, uh, how important is it for you personally to see an African-American mayor in the city of Pittsburgh? Mm -hmm. What's that mean to you?
3: I know it personally. Yep. Um, and so it, it means a lot. It means that the ch- the city is changing, that people really want to see. Um, they want to change the, the look of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has always been known as a still city. Yep. You know, we don't like change. Yep. Um, he's bringing that, um, but he can't do it by himself. So I'm excited about his agenda. Um, I don't expect him to change the city by himself. I, I expect the city to come in and and help him with that. So I'm really excited, and I can't wait to see uh, how how the city looks one year after today. I'm excited,
0: Kiki Brown, my friend. Thank you. See you soon. I love her. She's right. It's fascinating stuff, by the way. At the end of the day, I've always believed that everybody deserves an opportunity, and everybody hasn't always had an opportunity, and I know this for a fact. What she just talked about, what I just talked about, is making a lot of folks nervous. They don't like to see folks of color on the screen because it takes away their opportunity. That's how they interpret this. The way I see it is, it's about damn time. And I love having a voice like Kiki's on my show. I'm proud and grateful for that opportunity as well. Chloe and Sophia both at home both a COVID positive chloe's 14 and she's joining me this morning hi honey how are you
4: good how are you
0: sweetheart how are you feeling uh, today
4: um i'm good i don't have any symptoms anymore
0: okay so let's back up honey when did you first think because i remember you telling me which is like she eats a lot and i love watching that and and she always has energy But I noticed that you weren't hungry, and you're really tired. When did you start feeling like there could be a COVID situation?
4: Um, I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday.
0: Okay. And 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 you started feeling what, honey?
4: I just felt like really tired, and I just didn't feel like motivated to do anything. But not really sick, and
0: I don't want to talk for you, but not really sick.
4: Yeah, not really sick.
0: And we were around so many people in the last 10 days. Have you been able to, was it your cousins? Was it the neighbors? Was it friends? Can you pinpoint, honey, where you might have got COVID? I
4: think it was like our family, but it also could have been our neighbors. It's kind of hard to tell because there have been a few different people that also have it.
0: And- what's it been like isolating
4: um it's just really boring because since no one else has it like I just sit in my room all day and go on my phone
0: Right. hey honey are you convinced that you would have been a lot sicker if you weren't vaccinated
4: yeah definitely
0: and Chloe how many of your friends because we're hearing from a lot of folks that have COVID are you kind of surprised
4: Um, there's a, there's not that many people. I thought there would have been more people who have COVID, but like the people that I know who have it
0: also aren't sick. How long do you have to stay home from school?
4: I can go back next Monday.
0: Next Monday? Yeah. Oh gosh. That's got to be a little, that's got to be a little frustrating, huh?
4: Yeah. I have to do online school now.
0: Mm. All right, sweetheart. Thank you, dear. Hi, thank you. my daughter. I wanted to, uh, she's uh, positive. Joe, thanks for holding. Go ahead, man.
2: Oh, hi, Marty. Uh, About the vaccine, uh, I'm boosted and vaxxed and the whole thing. I agree with what you're saying. You know, there's so many different areas affected by the virus. There's the economy, uh, uh, deaths, illnesses, and then even the uh, overwhelming, the health care system. That's true. But the the one factor, if you could control one and only one, I'm sure it would be the number of deaths. Right. And that's been going down every single day for the past, I guess, probably about a week or so or more.
0: Okay, hold on. Hold on. In the last week, and I have the page up right now from the CDC. Oh,
2: good. Okay, you can see it.
0: 8.2 percent. Hold on. 8.2 percent increase of deaths in the last seven days. And in the last seven days.
2: Are you a, looking nationwide?
0: Yes, and a 5% increase in hospitalizations in okay, the last I'm seven getting days.
2: I'm my stats from the front page of the New
0: York Times. I don't it's care the, where you're getting it from. I am okay, looking I at the CDC right. right now. I'm not going to argue with you, ma'am. This is the CDC website right now. 7,800 new hospitalizations in the last seven days. 3.5 million people in the hospital. Deaths. Average daily death rate, 1180, 8.2% increase in the last seven days. Houston, we have a problem. Thank you, sir. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if you want to think that everything's okay, okay. But it's not. Barb, go ahead.
3: Hi, my grandson, um, we were all together on Christmas Eve. On Christmas morning, he tested positive for COVID. His sister tested positive two days later. We were all together. We were all vaccinated and we were all boosted. His mother and I did not get it. He and his sister had to stay in their bedrooms for a week to isolate.
0: It's frustrating, isn't it?
3: And they both had mild symptoms. Yep. Um, they Same with my both kids. Felt Yeah, they both felt pretty well after a couple of days, but um, they're still testing positive a week later.
0: Yeah, and it throws, for all those folks who think it's no big deal, it throws your whole world into a blender, does it not?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. She's trying to get back to um, where she lives, and she can't even travel because she's still testing positive. Exactly. Total
0: mayhem. Bizarre.